This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. A Napa guy knows the only way you'd give a freshly minted driver a brand new car is if he promises to never drive it. Instead, let him grind the gears and knock over the neighbor's mailbox in something a little more suited to his skill level. And with over 400,000 parts and a little Napa know-how, he can safely drive something that's nearly as old as he is. It's not perfect, but it's perfect for him. That's Napa know-how. Welcome to Real Jam Radio. I'm Daniel LaRue, your host, so happy to have you with us. This episode is part two of my interview with Arturo Goletti of BoxScoreGeeks.com. We wanted to go through his entire power rankings, and so the way we did it is 16 to 30 and then 15 to 1. We did the bottom half before, this is the top half. And for those of you who got to this through iTunes, if you want, you can see a timestamp list on the Real GM page for this, and it has all of that because that wouldn't fit in the iTunes summary. So I think you'll enjoy it. It hits a lot of the teams. The order, to me, is a little bit surprising just in terms of somebody who watches the league, but at the same time, we talk a lot about how the power rankings differ from where they might be at the end of the year. So hits all the major teams. I think you'll really enjoy it. It was so much fun to do. Thanks again for coming on. Yeah, so now we, we do the uh, the good teams now, not the bad teams. Although the bad teams were fun. I think we, we I, I don't know what the length of the final podcast is going to be, but I think it was, we talked for like an hour and 45 minutes. So, so yeah, that's, th- that's, that's a couple of drives for people, I think. A couple of drives, and hopefully this one will be another couple as long as it's as good as the other one was. So we'll start with the Denver Nuggets, and they're a re- legitimately fascinating team. I think one of the things I'm, I'm we're going to do slightly different on this one, and I'll explain it, which is the way I've been thinking about these teams is teams from this point on, it's like, okay, so can this team make the conference finals? Can this team make the finals? And and what do they need to fix if they want to do that? Because, you know, we're assuming the guy, teams 15 up have a realistic shot. But, I mean, I think the first one we're starting with, which is Denver, I mean, I don't, I don't think this team can make the conference finals or the finals. I mean, if they were in the East, maybe, but not out West. I mean, do you agree with that? Yeah, I totally agree with that. It's it's too big a road unless a couple of teams get decimated with injuries. And I think right now they're, the the talk is that they're a selling team right now. I think they're 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 players on the market for this team. And I think if if you I think and I've heard this, which is if you call Denver and and you offer them picks for their players, they're basically going not necessarily going to turn you down. I mean, and again, I I, I like all the pieces for this team, but and we were saying it's like I think it, the sum doesn't quite add up because I think you know they've got Fareed, who's great, but you know him and Hickson kind of and and then G also G kind of like counteract each other. I mean, Lawson's great, but they don't really have somebody to stretch the floor. 
Chandler's been good, but but it doesn't quite work. I mean, and then like I, I was hearing about that, which is Gallinari like hasn't been that great, but like the best lineups for them are when Gallinari's on the court. So it, it is kind of a weird team, and and I, and I always get the feeling that that their coach doesn't really like. Uh, I don't think Shaw likes the team, the players that he has on this team either. So it's it's very strange. What players would you focus most on keeping, and what players would you focus most on trading if you were the GM of that team? I mean. <sighs> Honestly, I think their best players are Lawson and Fareed. I think the Fareed contract is great. The problem is that is a bad fit for the current coaching staff. So it, it's almost like, and I, it doesn't necessarily think, mean that I think that Branshaw isn't a good coach. I just don't think the talent kind of matches what they have, right? So it, it, it's a weird situation. I mean, I, I, oh, Mozgov I like too. I like Mozgov. I like Fareed. I like Lawson. Everything else on this team is, is movable. And honestly, I mean, you kind of want to flip it because, I, you know, I think the problem is like they need a star and, and I don't know how you get a star on this team, right? So this is a team that if you had a player of the Cal, I mean, if you had a superstar and you surrounded him with this talent, you know, if LeBron was on this team, not on the Cavs, I think the, this would be a better team than the Cavs currently are, right? And, and it's That's just because I think... Well, I mean, I think the supporting cast is deeper, right? So, I mean, I think that, like, you know, the, the, there's something to be said for depth, but these are all kind of role players. And, you know, this was with, when Carl was coaching this team, and it's pretty similar to, to what it was when it was Carl. I mean, it was, it, it was good. It just, it just doesn't quite work right now. I mean, I think, again, particularly because I don't think that, that Shaw likes the players that he has, and he doesn't know how to utilize them to a maximum effect. They also have this strange collection of power forwards, which is even more bizarre when you consider that they have Kenneth Reed. So it's not like they're trying to search for the answer, like let's say Sacramento. Sacramento has a ton of power forwards, but they don't have any answers. The Nuggets have a ton of power forwards, but already have their answer. Yeah, the trick also is, is, is you know, I think Fareed is always, you know, I, you know, Fareed would be great if he had, you know, I always, I wanted Fareed for, for Boston when he was coming out. He, he would have been great with Rondo, like, you know, and... Or a couple other guys, and and I think it, it, there, are, as I said, there are parts on this team that, and this is why I think this is one of the more interesting trade partners out there. There are a lot of parts on this team that would be really great on other teams, right? So it, it's it's as long as they keep their heads and like get the assets. I mean, I think this is, could be this this is going to be the team that gets to thrown into every trade rumor, and I think that they're really going to be in anywhere. I think. I think Chandler is the name I keep hearing, but I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they move. I, I mean, I I think everybody on this team is for sale right now. Yeah, I'd say the only exception to that would be their rookies. I even think they could consider moving Ty or moving free, depending on the offer. Yeah, no, I I agree with that. And as I said, I mean, like you know, imagine Ty Lawson on there's like you know, imagine Ty Lawson on Dallas, right? Or imagine Ty Lawson on on Houston. You know, I mean, that, I think that would be, and I, and I know both those teams are shopping for a point guard, and 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 both those, I mean, Lawson would be fantastic for both those teams. And I think Fareed would be great on basically any team you put him on. As I mean, if you put him on, say, I think off the top of my head, what's, what a good team for him would be. Um, I'll give you one. The Pacers. Oh, yeah. He would be amazing on the Pacers. It's like, oh, like a, a, a David West salary dump. That, that, would be kind of, that, that would be kind of cool. If they can get him and, and maybe bring, get, get, get another piece, that would be kind of that'd be sweet. I think we spent way too much time on, on them. I think I think I mean I don't think this team can make the conference finals or the or the finals or even the playoffs. So they were in the in the East, it would be a different story. So and and I don't think it's fixable. 
So I think more or less, I think this, the, the goal for this team is to kind of look for pieces for the future, is what this team is kind of looking for at this point. That makes sense. So we'll move on to another team that needs to figure out what they want to be, and that's the Phoenix Suns. Uh, you know, I, I like the Suns. I like this roster. I think they've actually progressed from where they were. The problem is, like, and I was kind of, I was actually, I'm, I'm writing a rap piece for the same thing, and they've got one, two, three, four, five plus players, right? So the problem is, like, I think three of them play point guard, right? So, and, and, and kind of, they have Tucker, and Morris is probably their best big, but they don't really have a plus big. And the problem is, like, if they were in the East, then we'd be saying, like, no, they can make a move, and, and then maybe then they go to the conference finals. I thought they could make the conference finals in the East last year. But in the in the West, I mean, I don't think there's any shot they make the playoffs, especially now that the, the Thunder are back and and alive. I mean, it, it's it's just going to be really rough. And I mean, again, I think the difference between this team and the, and the and the Nuggets is this team actually is young and has assets, right? So I mean, they could I could see them making a move for like one more piece. I mean, I do think they need like some sort of dominant big. I mean, you know, would you do you think this team? Could make a move or should make a move for somebody like KG? I don't think they're short-term enough to do that. I think that they should be looking more in the long-term range. The guy who I've thought a lot about, and the problem is that he dominates the ball too much, but if they could get him for a low price, Carmelo would be so fun there. Would you do David Lee for, like, say, maybe one of the Morris twins or, like, Alex Len and, uh, like, like maybe Sacra- like Minnesota's first-round pick? I would, yeah, but I I think the bigger question with Phoenix is, are they going to make a move giving up assets for somebody who isn't a rim protector? And that might be Alex Len, but I think that's their biggest hole because they have so much talent in scoring at the guard positions. You know who's really intriguing, and I've been looking at this as a guy who's really intriguing, I think Amara is actually a really intriguing trade piece right now. And I was actually thinking, and, and we'll talk, there's another team I'm actually thinking that's a good team for him, but like, Weirdly, he might be a good fit for Phoenix, right? Because, you know, I, I, I think what they kind of miss is they miss that guy who can, like, score in that, like, middle role, in that power forward role, which is what Trent and Fry did. And really, now that Amari's kind of looking healthy, I mean, he's, he's kind of a rich man's uh, Shannon Fry. And, and the nice part about him is, like, whereas like, the $20 million price tag was, was a problem a couple years back, now he's an expiring $20 million contract. So you, you can basically get him and, like, you know, clear off caps, cap stuff have free agent room in the future, right? So he's really like a short-term, long-term move. And 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 kind of, he gives you some, he, he might actually sign for the vet men for his next contract. So he's he's a really intriguing piece to me. And and it might be a good fit for this team. I mean, I, mean, I don't know that they, they want to do that. I mean, he might want to come back. And, and I think, you know, like, you know, slightly like recovering Amari and then like the Phoenix training staff, I, I think that could actually really work. To me, Phoenix is the break glass in case of emergency for the West. So what that means is they'll be sitting in the ninth spot in some ways hoping that another team gets hurt. But to me, if you, that's where your range is, and I don't think there's a chance, uh, a good chance that they can beat any of the other eight, eight when they're healthy for a playoff spot, to me what that means is that you should try to use your assets as a bludgeon to get better long-term and avoid those. But if you can get a, assets for taking on Amari's contract, then I'm all for it. Yeah, they have four pick, four number one picks and, and four likely decent number one picks in the next two drafts. Uh, and it might be three this year or, or some combination of that. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, I see it. I, I would say hold, get some experience, and hope one of your bigs develops. I mean, could I see this team making a run later in the year? Yeah. I mean, I think what, what's interesting is they, they might move uh, somebody like Drogic. I keep hearing the, 
there's Drogic to Houston rumors, and there's like other. So you know, there's some, there's a world or, or like a world where these guys are making a move soon, right? And and I see it. I mean, like I, I think stand pat and, and get experience and like capitalize on their assets is the right move. So I mean, I don't think if they were in the wet in in the East then my tone would be different because, I mean, you always take a shot to make it to the finals. and Because if you can make it to the finals and the other team gets hurt, then you can win the title. But there is no easy path. You know, I was joking that, like, you know, you might, we might get Thunder Spurs as a first-round series in the West this year, right? That, that, that might be one of your opening series. I mean, the, it's just that there is no easy out. There, you're beating three championship-caliber opponents before you get to the NBA Finals. So I, I don't think Phoenix has a realistic shot, and they shouldn't. Uh, spend their assets for it. I mean, it's it, it, it's a worthless lottery ticket. It's not like it's not like these. So, so yeah, standing pat's probably the best move for this team. I agree with that. The only thing I'll add is that the challenge they have with making a move this deadline is that without knowing what happens with Goran Dragic, that affects Isaiah Thomas. I think that they should only keep two of their three, and I think the two they should keep if they can are Dragic and Bledsoe. But they have to keep Isaiah Thomas until they know Dragic is coming back because otherwise he's an essential piece for this team because unless you think Tyler Ennis can back up Bledsoe or even play with him, you need that second guy. So I think they're going to hold on to it this year and then this summer they're going to make a a nice little play with Isaiah after Dragic resigns. So let, let me give you let me give you a fake trade. Would you do Lynn's trade exception, Clint Capella, and a one for Goran Dragic? I wouldn't if you think you can get him back. I love Dragic. I think he can be a really good player on this team. I love Clint Capella, too. He was in my top ten of the draft class. But I don't think you give Dragic to a conference rival for that kind of a price unless you're pretty confident you're not going to get him back. And if they are, then, yeah, they should do it. Yeah, I mean, I think the the one is where it becomes interesting because then, then, you're, then you're sitting on, like, five number one picks in the next two drafts. And I think Capella can develop into something, so I think he's actually better fit. And then you go, I say, uh, in Bledsoe. So it's interesting. I mean, I, I think there are some interesting trade options for this team. Uh, so, I mean, I, I think making one more move and getting a couple more assets is great. So uh, I think holding or making a trade where you're getting a- assets for the future is the right move. And, and that's why I said that. That's why I mentioned the Clint Capella's, right? Clint Capella and assets, because the, the noise is maybe going to Houston. But if you're doing that, then... You know, you're putting a gun to Houston's head and, and getting a number one pick and getting a decent, cheap player for them as well. Would you consider moving the Morris twins together if you could get a good asset for it, considering it sounds like they don't want to be separated? So what is a good asset for the Morris twins? Well, let's say you do that for Amare and Shumpert or Tim Hardaway Jr. Oh, I don't know that. See, here's the thing. I mean, like, I don't... If I'm doing a, a, a the other reason I would be doing an Amari trade is I could probably get him for nothing. That that's kind of and I don't consider the Morris twins necessarily nothing. I I, I kind of like the twins. So uh, you know if I'm getting if I'm moving them and I think you know the cap figure for them is let's see Morris twins and they got poison pill contracts too. So they're it's splitting like, about fourteen, I believe. After yeah. This so year. yeah, it's a weird. It'll be a it, it would be a hard contract to move if you are moving a piece. It would probably have to be around Dragic. So, it, like, you know, I don't know. I, I, don't think, I don't think that's realistic. So, so I, my answer on that one would be probably no. Uh, like for Amari. I mean, if you're getting... What would I take for the Morris Twins? What if, I, what if it's, like, somehow for, like, Fareed for the Morris Twins? 
I wouldn't do that if I were Denver because the value is about the same and I think it just doesn't make as much sense for them. But I think you can make an argument for it. Let's move on to a team that I think we both have a lot of interest in and that has their season has obviously changed dramatically, and that's the Oklahoma City Thunder. Yeah, the Oklahoma City Thunder and MVP candidate uh, Russell Westbrook. You you got you to gotta say their full name now. No, I mean, I think the Thunder are definitely... Uh, I mean, they they managed to hold it together enough that now that these two guys are back, they're 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 going to make it in. I mean, I, I think, uh, and the question for them is going to be how high they actually get in. And you know, we should we should give people the crazy trade uh, you came up with, which is like getting Lance on this team. Getting Lance on this team would be insane. So going, uh, it, you were suggesting it was it was it was Perk and so actually I looked at this. It would probably be like the best move would probably be Perk and Lamb for Lance and uh, Biombo. Would be the the best move, and Biombo is actually above average center. So, so you could basically have like Adams be your starter, and or like go surge, and then use Biombo, and then have Lance. And as you were saying, like the the, the Reggie the Reggie Russ Lance uh, KD surge line would probably be the the most swaggery and confident line ever. But I mean, I, again, I think the reason you would do something like that if you're OKC is you got two more shots with KD. Right. And you kind of you need to go all in at some point. You can't just keep rolling and rolling and rolling and not spending any money and not doing anything, particularly since the caps could explode. So, like, you know, put your chips in the middle of the table and try to win a title. And it's kind of shameful. You know, they should have kept Harden. Like the thing was they were going to pay the tax for a year and all they needed to do was amnesty park to do that. They should have done that, particularly if the cap was going to explode. So they got to have they they should have had an inkling that the the salary the the, the TV deal was going to go up and and you know you you you've got your hometown warriors who are facing a similar dilemma but I mean like it's going to end up they they pay the tax for a year and then they keep their players and 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 you know it's going to be really really sad if OKC like basically manages to draft three guys that could win MVPs right and get them on in their primes on their team and basically just end up with just one finals appearance. Right and like a a four one exit when really they they should have at least won one banner right I mean there, there are a couple of what ifs that that, that kind of got them there because you know there, there there's that whole uh, Tyson Chandler uh, trade to uh, OKC that almost happened that got like turned down for medical reasons and I think but again part of it is their fault because as much credit as Presti gets you know I think and and maybe this is part of part from the ownership but but they haven't spent any money to put enough talent around to actually win the title i mean do you disagree with that i agree with all that i mean i've killed the hardened trade for years and there's even nuance on it that's beyond that they could have maybe even made it work without paying the tax that year depending on how you how you function it it's a piece that i'm working on and have been working on for a while but the challenge for Oklahoma City, as you said, is maximizing the next two years. We can talk about the spilt milk with Harden and everything else like that, but to me the goal is to do that. And the reason why I was arguing about Lance and doing that, and we were talking about it, is because they have a chance to get better, and the Lance trade that I proposed wouldn't put them over the tax this year. It would keep them about the same and it might put them in next year, but we don't even know what the cap's going to be next year because of smoothing, assuming they keep Reggie. And it would also, getting Lance would also be Reggie insurance. So in case the value for him got too high, you can either sign and trade him or you can just trade him. Or you can me, or you can just let him go. 
You know, and, and it would be perfect. I mean, like because I think the the thing with Lance is you need you need strong personalities around him, and you need guys who can make their own shot because that 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 helps him. And I think he would be a perfect fit. Again, it's it's a strength to weakness thing. I think, again, I think the other problem is like everybody, every other team in the conference has gotten better and better, and like Houston's gotten better, Portland's gotten better, Memphis has gotten better, Golden State has gotten better, San Antonio arguably has gotten better, right? And that's why they beat him. So it's like you can't stand pat or get worse in the West and expect to kind of just ride the coattails of your two superstars and get there because the other teams in the West can shut them down. I, I mean, I. Basically, Memphis came within, you know, there were a hundred random bounces of the ball in that series that could have gone the other way, and, and Memphis beats them, and, and they don't get out of the first round that last year. Now, again, they won, and then they got some help in that Clippers series. But, but again, I, I mean, I don't, I don't see what they've done to advance from where they were last year. And I think that's to really, you know, they, they, they've basically stood pat. They, they haven't, you know, we, people have screamed about changing their coaches. And, you know, I mean, you know, Scotty kind of held it together at the beginning of the season, but Scotty Brooks is not a great coach, right? So I think this, the ship has sailed. He's, he's not, he's not Vinny Del Negro, but, but he's not a great coach. And you could have gotten a great coach for this team because it's an natural attractive role. So they, they really haven't made any moves, any positive moves to improve their roster since they made the finals. I mean, would you? Is that? Am I being unreasonable by saying that? I don't think they've. I don't think they've done anything to improve their roster since, since they made the finals. All they've gotten really is Anthony Morrow and drafting Stephen Adams, but losing Harden is bigger than those. And the core question for me, despite all of that, and despite how good they could have been, if you were to put it full strength and equal shot, you know, however you want to define that, where would you rank them in terms of the mo- how dangerous they would be in a seven-game series compared to the entire league? The seven-game series plays to their favor because it's it, it's a shorter roster. So the fact that they don't have depth is 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 doesn't kill them, and they do have the horses, and they've actually gone to war. So I had actually, and again, I've said I'm on record that that I have I think I have three teams ahead of them right now. Whereas I would think there's there's three, and we, we'll get to those three teams who are like my three contenders, and there's three teams I think beat them in a series, right? And or would be should be favored to beat them in a series. That's interesting. I have them second. Uh, well, the thing is, I, I mean, as I said, I think there's a couple teams that have actually gotten better. And I, I honestly think, for example, if they play Memphis last year, if that series goes down 10 times, I think Memphis wins six of them, right? Because I, I, I thought Memphis was the better team. It just a couple bounces, a couple calls went the other way. I will say that OKC gets a ridiculous amount of calls. And, and I think San Antonio clearly is a better team. And I think that... There's the other team that's won the title, which is Dallas. I mean, I think Dallas is a better. I think Dallas beats them in a seven 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 game series now, as currently constituted, because those are my three, my top three contenders. And I think OKC is number four to me right now. Because again, I think the problem lies in the fact that all these other teams got better, and they will be outcoached and they will be beaten in the post by these other three teams. Would you do you disagree with me that like the other those other three teams I mentioned are better? close to the rim than uh, OKC. I would say... And better coached. And they're better coached, too. Yeah, better better coached is a little bit hard. Obviously, with Carlisle and Popovich, I'm not going to argue that at all. Jaeger, I, I'm not really sold on him either way. I think he's kind of in the same puddle as Scotty Brooks. And, and that's not necessarily a bad thing. I mean, that's just... They're not plus coaches, and I don't think either is a minus, a heavy minus coach. But... The challenge with those teams matching up against Oklahoma City is the incandescent talent situation. I don't worry yeah. about 
how Oklahoma City is going to shut down Memphis, as great as Marcus Gasol and Zach are, and Mike Conley's extremely underrated, but I don't know how Memphis shuts down Durant and Westbrook at the same time. I, 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 I got your answer for you. I mean, like, go look at Memphis's record since they got Kearney Lee. Kearney Lee is a plus defender. He is, like, having Kearney Lee and Tony Allen on your team is a such a huge luxury because it's like it's like it's like you know having those and I think if you having Conley and 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 Tony Allen and Courtney Lee having three plus wing defenders plus Marcus All makes you so freaking deadly. And again, I think I think Vince is underrated because I mean Vince isn't what he was, but Vince is also kind of a vet. Like he's got that old man like defensive game as well. So I no I think I think Memphis is nasty defensively. And, and, and I mean, I think at the point, I mean, again, as I said, I think if it's Memphis versus OKC, I think Memphis should be favored. And I think particularly if they have home court advantage, they definitely should be favored. I mean, there's nothing I saw last year that, that doesn't lead me to think, think that. And, and, and looking at both those teams, I think Memphis is a better team than they were last year. Added, I don't think that for OKC. Speaking of teams that are better now, I think, than they were last year, Washington Wizards. I've been very impressed with them, especially after they got Beal back. So right now, if I were handicapping this, I would say that Washington has the best uh, I would give Washington the best odds to make the Eastern Conference Finals of any team in the East because, I mean, they've got the horses. They've got their experience. They went through kind of you have to go through the pain. They went through the pain last year. They added guys who were vets. So I mean, they, the adding Pierce was huge. I mean, I think their young one, their young players, and I was looking at this. Like basically, everybody on this team has actually been good. I mean, I love the guys they added. I love Humphreys. Humphreys has always been a guy who's like underrated, and he he, he like does stuff. Otto Porter has been better this year. Uh, I mean, they've been kind of they've been good, but they've been sneakily banged up. So th- this is a team that's actually going to get better as this thing goes on as they get some of those players back. So I mean, uh, there's nothing not to like uh, outside of the coaching. There's nothing not to like about Wizards team. I, I really, I'm, I'm big on this Wizards team. I, mean, I, think, I think the only weakness to me for this team is actually Nene. Because, and, and this isn't a knock on Nene. This is more like Nene isn't Nene anymore. Nene is, Nene is basically too banged up at this point. He's not the guy that he was like four, five, six, seven years ago. And, and, and I would, you know, if, if I'm looking for somebody, remember I, I mentioned that, that, that I liked Amari for somebody? I like Amari here. I mean, I would, you know, consider you. You were mentioning like maybe a a, a you were saying a a, a Carmelo threat trade, but I actually think it's I think Omari would be a better fit because I, I basically I need a primary post score. I'm saying that Nene can't stay on the court healthy enough, but like I think Omari next to Gortat and Pierce would kind of work. I mean, what do you think about that? I think there's definitely some merit to it, and the other benefit of him is that it doesn't do anything to dissuade the possibility of Durant. I don't know how yeah, much better he, he makes them. The right. Well, it's it's not about making them better. I mean, I think it's 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 just basically about. I mean, I just don't trust Nene at this point, and weirdly, I trust Amari more at this point than I trust Nene. And you know, and I, and I think it's a good fit. I mean, I think that the other issue is I actually think that Amari is underutilized in New York because he because by putting him next to Melo, you you, you kind of don't have enough you don't have enough ball to go around. But if you put him on this team, and he's he's interesting fit to all the pieces that are around there. And again, I, I as I said, I love how this Wizards team is built. I think, as I said, I love their depth. I love everything there. I mean, I don't know that they can win the title as currently constructed. I mean, they don't they don't have that superstar 
I mean, I, I, you know, Pierce maybe was that guy maybe four or five years ago. I don't know that this team is built can 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 win, but I certainly think they can make the finals. I mean, do, do you agree with me on that? Absolutely, I I definitely think they can make the finals. And while we're talking about the idea of superstars with them, I think that other than potentially going where Anthony Davis or Stephen Curry are. The Wizards are make the most sense in 2016 for Kevin Durant, assuming they have the cap space, because they their talent makes so much sense with him. Yeah, no, I, and, and again, that's that's the other reason I like Damari is because he, his money comes off the cap, and and he might stay for for vet men, and then you still have the the max cap room to offer to, to KD, and it's his own town, and it's a decent team, and, and 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 again, just add KD to this team, and they could definitely kind of like you know rule the East for the next four, five, six years. The next team is a team that also has a serious chance at the Eastern Conference Finals, and I really like them, but we have the same caveat with them. We can say it in chorus afterwards, and that's the Chicago Bulls. Well, and again, I think that, uh, let's give credit to Curtis Due. I mean, in in a fair world, Jimmy Butler would be an MVP candidate right now. Jim Butler's been everything for this team. And and again, as much as I used to, you know, I've always said he's always been a plus defender and, and one of the better win defenders in the league. I mean, he's just turned his offensive game around. He's been he's been fantastic for them. Powell's been having a throwback season. Uh, you know, Miritic's been great. You know, and, and 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 again the problem with this team is is you know players can't stay on the court. And and the other problem is like, you know, you know, by my measures, Rose has been you know, he, ha- he again, he is good some nights, but overall he is below average. Right. And 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 it's because, you know, he just cannot stay healthy. He's played half the games. He's been good, you know, he's been good maybe three games this season, and, and they have no second option after him. And, you know, it's, it's, it's just, it, I, and I've been, I said this before the season, it's like they really need to go out and get another point guard for this team. And it doesn't need to be an expensive point guard. They just need to have some sort of plan B for when he's not there. And honestly, I mean, at this point, you know, it, I think if this team is 100% healthy, they can win the title, but this team is never 100% healthy, you know? That, and I'm extremely concerned that we still haven't seen Thibodeau move to the more logical combinations, which to me would be Noah and Miritich and Taj Gibson and Pau Gasol, which I think makes them a lot more balanced and also gives them an offensive foundation because no matter which way you do it, you're going to have a big that can be a big offensive focal point. You know, I mean, and, and I mean, I was, I was, I was getting killed by, you know, because everyone's like, oh, they're gonna win fifty-five games. I was like, no, forty-five, forty-eight is what they're gonna do, and that's what they look like. And I raised my caveats before. I said, look, the the health is an issue, the fit is an issue, the depth at the at at the at the point guard is an issue, and there are some issues in the way this team is constructed. I think, you know, if you if you told me before the season that Noah was gonna play three thousand five hundred minutes, which is what he did last year, which was his career, how he would never stay healthy before then I would agree. But, like, Noah hasn't been able to stay healthy. I mean, I've, I've owned Noah in fantasy. Like, and he, he's like planet fascitis king, right? And, 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 it, and it's just, honestly, again, I, I don't trust the Bulls' medical staff to keep anybody healthy, right? So, I mean, it's like if, if, if they were my HMO, I, I'd be looking for another, uh, another carrier or another hospital. So this is just who they are. Now, again, as I said, I think they could, if they're healthy at the right time, they could make a run. But I don't know that that's realistic. Right. And, you know, I mean, this is and I don't know if, 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 if I'm projecting too much, but is this a product of their stinginess? Then 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 maybe. But, I, you know, I just I just don't feel like the Bulls do a good job taking care of their players. 
Yeah, I definitely think you could make an argument for that, and it is the biggest concern. If you could get a guarantee that they were going to be healthy for just through the conference finals, do you think they would be the most likely team in the East to win the conference? You're saying 100% healthy? Uh, yes. I would actually, if, if everything being healthy, everything being even, I think it would probably come down to them and the Wizards, or maybe the. And the there's another team we're going to talk about. Uh, I think that... Well, the other thing that happens with the team is, is Tibbs basically goes 100% for the entire season. So basically they go fifth gear this season. So they actually don't have that fifth gear when they go in the playoffs. So I actually think that they would, I would say that they have the best thoughts of making the conference finals. I don't necessarily think I like them to make the finals because they, they don't have that extra gear, right? Because of the way they play. That's really interesting. Wait, quick, quick aside, quick aside. This game has been ridiculous. Is, this game is, it's like, I was going to say, it's like, we, we, like, this is like, so we stopped and I was like, no, the game's over. It's like, this is probably one of the greatest regular season games ever. This has been ridiculous. It's the third overtime. These teams are crazy good and the shots have been going down have just been insane. I mean, that, that Duncan, oh my God, everything that's got in has been, the, the, the Danny Green three-pointer, this is, oh God, but let's get back to But this is, well, I'll, the I'll, West is just destroying this. I'm going to put one note in here. Arturo and I have just been talking. We're recording this during the Spurs-Grizzlies game. I would like to note on the podcast that he commented on Courtney Lee's awesomeness less than 30 seconds before before he hit the three that nearly won the game. Yeah, I mean, this is, I'm, I'm tweeting this out. I'm like, I, I really do think this might be the regular, regular game. Regular season game I've ever seen. This is this has been crazy. I mean, this might go four OTs at this rate. It's like that Syracuse UConn game, except both teams can actually play good basketball. Oh God! And and like the the Memphis is coming off a back to back. San Antonio is missing their best player. So it's it's kind of oh my God! It, it's just insane. Uh, yeah. Okay. So getting back on topic. So we are going like so. So Bulls, right? So I I honestly, as I said, I think their play is to get a point guard. No, I was actually kind of trying to figure out a way they get like somebody like Prigioni or uh, or, or somebody. They need somebody to spread the ball. I mean, like I think if they, I mean, I think if they just cold call Denver and offer them the second rounder for Little Nate, they can get Little Nate back, right? But but I mean, what I mean, what else would you do with this team? Yeah, it's a, it's a hard thing. They also would be a very logical place for somebody who gets cut after the trade deadline and to go somewhere because they'll have those minutes. I don't know who a logical guy is for that this season, but it certainly could happen. Yeah, I mean, I'm just saying, what they need is a DJ. They need a DJ Augustin type. That's what they need. They need a guy who can who can kind of come in and stretch the floor and 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 keep, like, and, and make it so that, like, I mean, Butler can keep doing what he's doing. I mean, and they need, I mean, again, if you told me that Noah was going to be, but Noah's never healthy for the playoffs. When was the last time that, that Joaquin Noah was healthy for the playoffs? Think about it. He he always gets banged up. And like he the, had a severe surgery this summer that we were just finding out is more severe than we thought it would be. Was yeah. No, he's he's always out for like half the playoffs. And 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 yeah, you know, I, this is a feature for this team. They they play a certain way. They go hard. They get banged up, and they cannot like think about that net series. They like you know they play these playoff series where people are dropping like flies. And at this point, you know, like the first year was one thing, but like we're like what four years down the line on this. That's this is what Tibbs teams do, right? And 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 I can't, you know, in all fairness, say that I expect. I mean, I expect this team to kind of you know get into a war of attrition and, and just like not be able to go for four rounds. And that's why I said like I don't I don't like them to make the finals because you know I think that they 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 they'll you know they're they're like a fighter who gets cut. 
right? And 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 he might be a brilliant technical fighter, but like he can't. The fight always gets stopped on him because he just you know keep, keeps bleeding. I can't fight against that, but we'll move on to a team that's also having its own center injury issues. Number ten, Houston Rockets, with your MVP, James Harden. I mean, the reason I'm saying this is like you know they've got a great record, they've got the second best defense, and they've been missing not only their you know not, not only they're missing Dwight, but they're also missing Terrence Jones, right? Who's who's a a pretty darn good player, right? So they're missing their starting power forward and their starting center in the West, and they've been getting it done night after night. So And their backup I, power forward, probably in Papa Nicolau, who did really well. They've had a lot of injuries top to bottom. It's been pretty incredible. And they've still been good. I mean, I think this is this is the team that has the most upside uh, for the rest of the season in the West, in the sense that, like, you know, this team is, is going to be significantly better as the season goes on. And, you know, I, I think that... You know, there the difference between the one seed and the six seed in the in in the West is is going to be not much. And I think you know right now they're in that discussion, and you you got to think that they're going to be a better team. So I I really like Houston. I like that they're also active. They're looking for a point guard, uh, which kind of makes sense. And, and and you know they they've got that Lynn eight eight point four million dollar exemption. And and the conversations are like you know Rondo or Dragic or or somebody. It's like if they can add. That extra piece, and and apparently like Maury's like actively looking for it. Then you know I think they're you know imagine this team's already getting Dwight and Terrence Jones back, and they might actually get a huge upgrade at point guard. So I I really like this team, and I really honestly I would be I would not be shocked if you know at the end of the season they're standing as a number one seed in the West. I really wouldn't. I mean, based on what we've seen so far. They could be the number one seed, or they could be the team that nobody wants to face because they have so much talent. And as you and I talked about, I believe it was, you know, the, the other thing that they have is they have a stopper at the guard position, they have a stopper on the wing, and they have a defensive center that is really good. And very few teams can do that, and that makes them a tough matchup for a lot of different teams. And Harden looks engaged, and and I think this this is kind of the, the thing with him is 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 he ever going to engage? And and he is engaged. He's there. He is kind of playing. So I, I really like this team, and I really like what they're doing. You know, I, I said I would probably have them even with OKC right now as likely to win the title. I, I think they, the, the, I think the the same issues that OKC was facing for injuries, Thunder were, but the difference is like sorry, the the, the Rockets were. The difference being that the the Rockets, you know, have actually been good, even missing some key players. I would agree with all that, and they both have similar weaknesses in terms of coaching, but I think Mikhail's doing a pretty good job this year. So if they can't get Dragic or Rondo, who would you think they would they would try to add to that team? Huh. I mean, it's hard because the main thing they have for that, depending on what assets they want to give up, is the Lynn exception. For whatever reason, for years, I've thought that, Ke- that Kevin Garnett made sense for the Rockets, just as being a third big and all that kind of stuff. But... I don't know if they really have the pieces to get him at his current salary because he doesn't fit within the win exception. So what if what if Bosch was available? Would you go Bosch? <laughs> wow, that'd be a throwback. I, I don't. Who would you give up for Bosch though? I wouldn't. I wouldn't do it. Terrence Jones. But how are you going to match the salary? I mean, the Rockets. The one huge credit that you have to give Daryl Morey is that they don't have bad money. They don't have this situation. They could use Terry as a part of it. Maybe Papa Nicolau, but I like Papa Nicolau a lot. So they're in this challenge spot, but yeah, I mean, Bosch is a very good basketball player. He fits in with their timing, but I like Terrence Jones a lot. It's, 
it wouldn't be a clear-cut call for me. Getting him as a free agent would have been, but getting him through a trade isn't. Yeah, KG, KG, they can basically just call the Nets and say they, they'll take him off his hands. I mean, that, that's 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 kind of, without exception, they can almost do that. They'd have to throw in a player, but they can almost do that. It's kind of the same thing with, with Rondo and a, and a couple other guys. I, I mean, they're in an interesting spot. I mean, I, I like the fact that Daryl's willing to go out and spend the money to get somebody. And I think somebody's going to answer the call and they're going to get a player. But, but, yeah, I mean, I like the idea of getting them a point guard. Is, is is the best fit for what they're trying to do. So I mean, yeah, I mean, I I, I think the boss ship has sailed. I mean, yeah, no, they can't. There, there's no way they can go out and get mellow. That 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 couldn't happen. Yeah, I don't think so either. And I don't know how that would work. But the other team that I was surprised I read recently on Real GM that is interested in Rajon Rondo is the Dallas Mavericks. How do you think that fit would work? I think it would be kind of insane to have Rondo and Borea and Mont- Monte on the same team. And Devin Harris is the other guy who, like, I don't know how that exactly would work. I mean, I think that might be a little problematic. Well, actually, uh, I think Carlisle could probably make it work. I think it would be a good fit in terms of talent because I think Rondo's better served by having a team of guys who can shoot around him. And I think this team definitely does that. And having guys who can shoot and guys who can dunk. Right, and I think Tyson's perfect. Brandon Wright is perfect for that. The shooters they have around them are perfect. So, I, I, I mean, my worry, as I said, my worry would be the the character personality thing, right? So, so how does how does that locker room work with those guys? Because I mean, I, I you know I love JJ, but JJ is not a shy violet, right? So it's it's a really it's a really kind of weird situation, I think. They would have to take the personality of Dirk, which is completely possible, and Carlisle has been a big positive influence on that team. I think it could work, but the challenge would be ball dominance, because Chandler Parsons likes to have the ball in his hands, Rondo needs the ball in his hands, and they would do some stuff with Dirk, but I think if they could get him this summer and be able to integrate him, I think they would be very good for next year to do that, so they could have him fully into a Rick Carlisle system. I would also like to note that Memphis, I believe it was Mike Conley, just did something that I'm shocked teams don't do enough, which is when you get the ball with the one second left, just shoot it at your rim as high as you can and run out the clock instead of getting fouled. Yeah, that's what he did. No, it was it, this game was 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 crazy. That end. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, <laughs> it's been going on in the background, so we've been distracted, but it's been a great game. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, as I said, I I kind of at this point I like I think Dallas, as I said, Dallas is. I have Dallas rated higher than OKC and Houston right now in terms of winning the title. But but the, the Rondo fit would be very interesting. Like, you know, if they're going to go and do that, they, can't they do Drogic then? Right? Wouldn't that be... Well, I mean, although, I mean, I think that... I think that Cubes likes vets better than, like, somebody... Although, Drogic is a bet at this point. I mean, I see the appeal of going out and getting Rondo because he's, like, a veteran kind of... He's in that kid mold. So, I mean, I think it could work. I think... The the trick is the will Carlisle and 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 Rondo get along. I think that's that's the key. The major difference between acquiring Rondo and acquiring Goran Dragic is that Boston is looking to move Rondo and Phoenix isn't. And what that means in practical terms is that Phoenix is going to have to be bowled over to do an offer, which means you're going to have to give up more. Rondo, the Celtics don't really need him in the long term. He doesn't really fit their plan, and they're probably going to lose him anyway. So. 
He's a more logical play for a team that doesn't want to give up a ton of assets. Dragic is a better player. Dragic is a better fit. I like him more. But you can probably get Rondo for a whole lot less. And that matters when you're Dallas. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree with that. We'll move on to another Western Conference team because almost all of the top 10 is the West. And that is the Portland Trailblazers. Yeah, uh, I like Portland. Uh, I think Portland is a is a good team. I don't think that Portland has a realistic shot at winning the title, at least it's currently constructed. Because, like, again, the, the, the issue is, and, and I make this point, but, like, actually playoff experience actually matters statistically. And, and these guys, they've been out of the first round. That's nice. But nobody here, nobody on this team has actually been to a conference finals. Robin Lopez is out for six to seven weeks. <sighs> Well, and, and yeah, I mean that 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 kind of hurts them. I, I think that no, uh, Williams is the one I'm think is the guy I'm thinking of. Mo Williams. Oh, Mo Williams. Guy. Oh yeah, I think yeah, because he was Mo, he was yeah he's made a, he's made the NBA finals, I believe. Mo, Mo Williams is part of the worst finals team if, of my lifetime. The worst finals team of almost anybody's lifetime. Yeah, that's that 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 finals team that is is you know if if you want to amuse yourself, people should go look at the roster. That uh, LeBron carried to the 2007 NBA Finals because that is a that is a terrible roster. Uh, but yeah, I mean, Wait, can uh, I can know. I give you a quick tangent? I yeah, personally feel that LeBron carrying that Cavs team to the title to the NBA Finals is more impressive than any single season Kobe accomplishment ever. No, I think I've made this point on the uh, I, I've made this point on Twitter repeatedly. Yeah, no, I agree with that. I mean, like that is that is one of the singular achievements I've ever seen in in, in basketball because that, that that was just and and again they beat. I mean, the, the the person I feel really bad about that is who you know who was on that who was the star on that Pistons teams that did make the finals that like LeBron beat who never made the finals for his career probably one of the best players never to make the finals. That team was that no Weber. What Weber wasn't the star yeah, it, of that team. It was it was Chris Weber. That was Chris Weber's Pistons team. That was when they traded for Weber, and and Weber was the guy. I mean, like basically that was you know that was that was his shot. That 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 team should have made the finals, right? And and that team was demonstrably better than that Cavs team. It's just you know LeBron just kind of he discovered his fifth gear in that series. And, and just said, "Look, you, yeah, no, we're doing that." And and and, and as I feel bad for Weber. I mean, I think that that was that was his his best shot at getting to the finals. I, I mean, well, I don't except think for his other best shot, which I'm not for out of politeness to my friends in Sacramento, I'm not going to go into too much depth. But I think well, two, but, I think 2002 but, was closer. But I, but I think beating the Cavs, that Cavs team was was a darn sight easier than beating that uh, Lakers team. That's a fair point. But let's I mean, get back on to let's get back on to Portland. What's so, hard? What's hard with them is they're a very good basketball team. They're just not a very good. They're not elite in the West because the West is just Donkey Kong. Yeah, I mean, okay. So, so would you? How would you rate them out of the top eight? Like, so, so how many of the other seven teams, right, in the West could they beat in a play? In a, would you? Would you have them as a favorite in a first round playoff series? I'm sorry, Portland. I like your city. Zero. Well, I mean, uh, yeah, no, I, because I think actually they got Houston. Houston, like, whereas, like, Houston was kind of like where Harden was going to hookah bars. I think Harden would probably be living in, at the stadium and, like, taking jump shots for the entire series and just, like, you know, just, just watching film of, of, of last, of, like, that Damian Lillard shot and just obsessing about it. So I think Houston would be completely obsessed with just trying to destroy them. They also uh, have Trevor Reza now, which is huge. Uh, Trevor Reza yeah. completely changes the complexion and, of that series. And, and Jason Terry. 
Houston is better than, than be better, and they would they they would they would they would treat it as few. I, I don't think they they can't beat San Antonio, they can't beat Memphis in a series. I don't think they can beat Dallas in a series. I don't think they can beat OKC in a series. I don't think they can beat Golden State in a series. I think we we we've covered everybody at this point, right? So uh, yeah, I mean yeah, no, I I'm gonna agree with you. I mean I, even even with home court, I I can't see them winning. Uh, a playoff. I mean, like, here's the thing. Well, no, actually, they they could win a playoff series, but I wouldn't have them as the favorite to win a playoff series. Oh, they absolutely could win. Exactly, I wouldn't have them as the favorite. The series but, but that would I th- would most like to see with them would be them against the Clippers. I just would love to see that series. The, the, yeah, but the, the thing about that is, if if that's the series, then I think the Clippers are, are we're, we're going to see Lob City in, in that series. If that's the case. Well, yeah, we're going to see Lob City, but I think Portland brings in some challenging matchups for them, and it also gives the entire Jamal Crawford awesomeness, which I think would be a really fun wrinkle in that, even though there isn't a team in uh, Washington anymore that's as close to his home as you can get. And Dame versus Chris Paul is closer now than it has ever been. Yeah, no, I, I do think that this is this is like the this is going to be a growing experience for the uh, for the uh, Blazers this year. So and 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 it's good. It's good. It's good to have these kind of growing experiences. I, I just again, I don't think. I mean, I actually, and I, you know, this might be. This is a team that that might be a good fit for KG, right? This this might be like if there's a move. There, this is a team that can make a move for KG, and maybe kind of that changes their their their, their outlook a little bit. They they need that extra veteran piece to to kind of take them to the next level. I, I think if if you throw KG into this mix, I would be a little more bullish on on their odds. I, I don't. The thing is, I don't know that if that's the right player or just kind of, you know, let's just say let's wait a year and get everybody kind of more reps in the playoffs and and, and just kind of trust that that they're going to be better next year. That's a good point. The other challenge with them is that now that Robin Lopez is going to be out for a while, he'll be back for the playoffs, but he'll be out for a while, is that it's very unlikely they're going to get a good seed, which means they're going to be facing a quality opponent because there are no fakers in the top four in the West. And so if they're looking more likely that they're going to be the road team, they, they put a charge into anybody. I think they can scare everybody, but that's true of anybody in the West. But I wouldn't have them as the favorites. And that's sad because if I feel like if they were in the East right now, they would probably be my front runners to make the NBA Finals. Oh no! Oh yeah! I mean, like I, I would be saying that, like no, no, but 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 the, but uh, well, I would have them as the best team in the East probably. I don't know. I, I do think that there's a couple, as I said, playoff experience. There's a couple teams in there that that, that are sneaky and 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 and, and could be like, what, what would you feel about a Portland Chicago first round series? Assuming oh, Chicago, that'd be Chicago, so much fun. I mean, I think that would be a hilariously fun series, and it would be down to you know how healthy is is Joakim Noah and and the and the rest of the crew. I think again, I think a healthy Chicago beats Portland in the playoff series, but but again, yeah, how likely it. is that going to be? I, I think that the other component of that is how well can Chicago's bigs get Portland's in foul trouble because Portland doesn't have the depth Chicago has. It doesn't matter if Pau Gasol gets in foul trouble because you have Miritich and Taj, but it, if Lamarcus were Robin, assuming he's healthy, get in foul trouble. Portland's pretty much sunk. What would you think about a a a, a Portland uh, Cleveland series? Right now, I would probably put Portland as the favorite, but I think if we're talking in April or May, I would put Cleveland as long as we're talking equal health because I think Cleveland's going to get substantially better from where they are right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that's a hid- the hidden story about Cleveland is that I do think that they're they're going to be a much better team 
at the end of the season than they are now. Uh, I think that's that's there. And people keep expecting them to be great, but I, I do think I mean they're they're gonna grow into it right now. We'll talk about Cleveland we'll talk about Cleveland in a little bit. Yeah, in a little bit. For before that we have the team that just played in the amazing game against the Grizzlies and the defending champions of the NBA, San Antonio Spurs. I still yeah, have them as the favorites to win the finals. Yeah, I still have them like, the favorite to, 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 to win the finals, and, and nothing's changed my mind. And people are like, oh, no, they just lost to the Grizzlies. The Grizzlies were on a back-to-back. Oh, my God. It's like, yeah, they, they lost in a triple overtime game. They were missing their best player. And, and, and guys, come on. Like, their best player is Kawhi, Kawhi Leonard is their best player. He was out, and if you play the another team even, and you're missing Kawhi Leonard, you probably win that game by you know six, seven points if he if he's there, just because he's that good. Uh, and, and no knock on Kyle Anderson, but that's how good he is. And and Patty Mills is out. Patty Mills will be back in in four weeks. So and and Splitter's just back. So uh, you know, I think this team is better than they're currently playing. Should they have lost? I mean, they it, it's a tough loss, but it's understandable. I don't think Pop actually cares. I think that we haven't seen the best basketball for this team yet. They're going to go around at some point, but it'll probably be when all the pieces are 100%. Right now, they're just going to hang around and, you know, we're going to wind up the season. They're going to wind up winning another 55, 6 games like they always do. And they'll be like, you know, the, the 3 or 4 seed. And I haven't seen anything that leads me to think that they, I mean, that this game didn't make me think that they couldn't beat Memphis in a playoff series, right? Although I actually, I do actually think I have them one two right now. I do think Memphis. I think Memphis addressed the 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 issue that Memphis had with San Antonio was like San Antonio could say like, you're not scoring in the post. You have to beat us from outside. And adding Courtney Courtney Lee kind of gives them enough of a dimension where they can actually beat them from outside, or like they can they can make it enough of a threat that it's interesting. Uh, I also like all the guys they added, so it's a lot closer. I, I do think San Antonio is still my favorite to win and and they're going to be better uh in two months than they are right now i mean i mean do do you think i'm 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 crazy to think that i think they're going to be better in two months i think they'll be substantially better and something to consider with the spurs that people don't talk about enough is that they're the only team in the entire league that is competing for a title that you can say with complete conviction that they don't need anything there are a lot of other teams that need something cleveland needs rim protection the Clippers need a small forward who can actually play basketball. The Warriors need depth at the one, which maybe Sean Livingston is at the five, which we're seeing right now. The Spurs need nothing as long as they're well, the Spurs, healthy. They need the Spurs, nothing. The Spurs need to be healthy come playoff time, and Greg Popovich has a master's degree in making sure that his team is healthy come playoff time. Right, So he, he he's going to, as I said, he, he's going to rest people. He, he was trying stuff out in this game. like They were running plays for Kyle Anderson. Like, again... It went to triple overtime. They wanted to win the game, but they were running plays for Kyle Anderson like at, at points in the game, right? So they were they were trying stuff out in this game. Bonner was playing extended minutes. They were running some weird screens. It's 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 what the Spurs do. They, they will make a run later on in the season. They will be better once they're healthy. And they're the Spurs, and they're going to be there. And we should just not be surprised by this at this point. We shouldn't be. And we'll so move on. wait, go ahead. Wait, wait, go. So. Okay, so if Golden State and San Antonio play a playoff series ten times, how many of those series does Golden State win? Three or four. Yeah, no, I, I I'm in the same place. I, I and it, are you assuming that Golden State has home court? Yes. 
Yeah. And I, let's I, say I, they have foam court in three quarters of them. Yeah, I think the problem is like the, again they, they haven't done it before, so it's like we know that the calls start going. The, the calls are going to go San Antonio's way in that series. Series and 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 you got to do it. It's like it's the old wrestling kind of. You got to beat the champ. Like to be the man, you got to beat the man. And so saying and so Golden State still has to do it, and they haven't. Is there any trade that you would make for uh, for San Antonio? Is there anything you would go out and do or get for if you were San Antonio, or just basically just hold and and, and wait? I would pretty much hold and wait. I don't think there are any combinations of things. Part of what makes them so great is their depth. I mean, if you can swindle another team, swindle another team. But I don't see that. What I could see with them is if they happen to get the right guy who gets cut, at you know, gets a buyout and that kind of thing, you could add a depth piece. They've done that a few times in the past. I could see something like that. But beyond that, Kirlen- I think... Kirilenko. Well, yeah, Kirilenko would be great for them. Kirilenko. We know they've, they like Kirilenko. Kirilenko would be great for this team. So it's like, don't be surprised if if Karolinko shows up and 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 like like call him like what future Finals MVP uh, Andre Karolinko shows up on this team at some point. <laughs> we'll move on to number six, and to me, Toronto is the East Coast Portland Eastern Conference Portland. Let's say, do you agree with that? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, as I said, I, and and we were jo- I don't know if I had said this on the bot, but I, I was joking. That here's the thing: like, uh, Masai has a trade in him, right? So. Masai is going to swindle somebody, so I, I hold my judgment on Toronto until that happens, because you know you know I was jokingly saying, what if he calls Rich Show and swindles him out, like you know, ter- turns Demar into like Lance and and MKG and, and a first rounder and or something on that order. I mean, I think Toronto it, it's in the same spot where like you know you you want these guys to get another year and another playoff run and some experience. It it it, it's, it, it would take some. It would take an act of God for them to make the finals in the sense of, like, generally teams that, like, never have played in the conference finals or have nobody who's played in the conference finals don't make the finals. So it, it, this is the year where you would say that Toronto is going to make the conference finals, but but I think that's that's where they stop unless, you know, I mean, and again, here's the thing. with, with Chicago, Let's say it's, it's Toronto against Chicago, then you could definitely see Chicago having, like, three players go down to a freak injury in the first quarter of game one of the of the conference finals, right? It's hey, it's Chicago. Uh, but but yeah, Toronto this is a growing year for them unless they can make a move to get some 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 like critical playoff piece. And I I don't know necessarily who that would be, right? So but it's not a tough spot to be because it's like that that is a well constructed roster. It's not expensive and they have some great pieces available to them. Yeah, they're a good team. There's no shame in being where they are. I just don't see them having the firepower to beat a really good team. Well, you were talking about the idea of the progression, and I obviously agree with that entirely. But at the same time, from a pure talent perspective, we talked about this on the first one with Indiana. I think this is their best year to make a, to try to make a finals run because Cleveland isn't there yet, and Chicago is still so vulnerable. If they can do it, they should. Yeah, but who's the better in peace? Who is the Rashid Wallace that's being added to this team, right? So who's who's the who's the who's the who's the who's the, who's the straw that starts the drink that's out there? So I mean, like KG is out there, but what are you trading for KG, for example? It's like how how are you getting KG on this team? I was thinking about not obviously the same caliber player, but what about Kirilenko? I mean, but but Kirilenko hasn't hasn't played in it. Well, actually, did Kirilenko play in a conference finals with Utah? I think he did. I'm not sure, but I think he did. But he's not. I mean, like, I want somebody like you know, I want somebody like Pierce or Arisa or or somebody who's like who's actually kind of been there before. And again, I, I think the, the key trade piece for this team is Demar, right? So they got 10 million, 
and then maybe Chuck Hayes. So they got $15 million, then they can move, probably. So they could go out and get, like, somebody, right? So uh, would, 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 it count you, if they, would it count if they brought in NBA champion Darko Milicic or two-time NBA champion Adam Morrison? No, 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 no. Give me somebody who's actually played real minutes in the finals. What you mean? So, or like, what about Amari? Is this a team that's a good fit for Amari? In a way, I think that you want him on more on a team that has that rim protector that he or was really it, helped by Tyson Chandler. And I love Jonas Valanciunas. I'm a huge fan. I don't think that's who he is yet. Yeah, it's like I was gonna say. It's like, or or, or like, basically, are, are all New York Nick phones blocked if Masai calls? If they're not, they should be. But at the same time, they have a different guy deciding on the trades now than they did. And I have more faith in Phil Jackson making a good trade. But yeah, in terms of your answer of the veteran guy, there isn't really a clear-cut person who can do that. In terms of swagger, an interesting one, I don't know who they would give up, and it is Kendrick Perkins. I think that he would fit the role of a small guy who could do that, but I don't know how to make that trade work. Well, actually, you could go out, and I'm actually doing this right now. What if you went out and got Roy Hibbert for DeMar? I don't think Indiana does that, unless they're so scared that he's going to leave, but I don't think they do that. Like Roy Hibbert and like Chuck Hayes for, or, sorry, Roy Hibbert and for DeMar and Jonas. Well, that that Indiana would definitely do, but I'm not sure that, that Toronto would give up that much for Roy. Yeah, giving up, giving up, although you're getting an elite rim protector who's been to multiple conference finals. And, and, man, I think Roy would be a good fit for that team. Uh, the problem is, like, I need to get – I would need to get, like, somebody else. Like, if you're, if you're Toronto, it's like – it does seem like that Masai wouldn't do a trade that's that unbalanced. Like, he, he would need to get – well, actually, could he go out and get Lance, too? He might be able to get – it's like, oh, he could actually go out and get – Do you want to get like, those guys together again? I'm pretty sure that didn't work. So yeah, no, I mean, actually, I'm looking. I'm looking at this Toronto roster, and, and Toronto has Amir, who's on a one-year seven million deal. They've got Landry Fields, who's six million one year. They've got Demar, ten million three, and they've got Jonas. They got they can make a trade. They they've got Jonas at three. They've got Tyler Tyler Hansborough at three for one. They can make a trade. They can make like a few trades actually. They could they could go out. And, I wouldn't go out and get Mellow for this team, but. They can they can go out and get a piece. I mean, I would like to get somebody like like a Hibbert type. Like, can we get somebody who's a who's like a veteran kind of guy? Although, I mean, like Hibbert is a little fragile. I like KG because uh, you know you, you get. A, I mean, the problem is like if, if I were getting KG from three years ago, then it would be a no brainer. But I'm not getting KG from three years ago for this team. It's a different it's, it's a different thing if I'm getting KG for the Warriors. Like for the Raptors, I want to get somebody who's actually playing, right? So. I don't know that. I mean, I, I mean, I'm not sure that that guy exists, right? Uh-huh. Uh, I, 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 I thought Chris Bosh for a moment. I'm like, no, Chris Bosh isn't going back to Toronto. No, he's not going back to Toronto. But again, I don't think he has a no trade clause, so he can't prevent it. But I just don't see it happening. We'll move <laughs> on to Atlanta, which is a team that I think would surprise a lot of people to be at five, but they had a huge win tonight against Cleveland. It's like I watched that game. Atlanta didn't just beat Cleveland. They, they, they. they there's a, there is a wrestling phrase. Which is called is called they they squashed them, they they basically crushed them. They they like Cleveland basically looked like they had they they basically looked like they could not stop Atlanta. If it if it had been a boxing match, it would have been stopped because Atlanta was just doing whatever the hell they wanted to Cleveland. That Atlanta, I mean, I like we I think we both liked them in the preseason. We we have a significant myself and and, and my partner and boxer geeks. 
uh, generally place a Vegas bet. And, and Atlanta, I think I think we have Atlanta to win their division. We have Atlanta on the over. We 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 have uh, all sorts of kind of plays on it. We love that team. Um, they had not been playing that well initially, but I think partly was because I, I think Horford was still rusty. Horford isn't rusty now, and 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 Kyle Korver is shooting fire. I think Kerr Goldsberry said this, which is he's shooting fireballs. The, the hilarious part is I was looking this up, and like he's shooting, I believe he's shooting fifty four percent from three so far this season, and he's on pace to to break the record for the best three, like you know, with a certain number of amounts for the best three point field goal percentage. And you can say, well, you know, Kyle Korver is going to cool off, but then you look up, it's like you know whose record he's breaking? He's breaking his own, right? He's breaking his own 54% percentage from three-point, which he did for Utah in 2010. So there's a very real chance that, like, Kyle Corbett will shoot 54% from three. And one of the hilarious things, like, if you watch them, and I was watching the, I mean, Cleveland, like, was aware of where he was at all times. He he has that Dirk, real, like, like reality warping offense on the defense where, like, you know, you, you have to know where Kyle Corbett is. And that means that everybody else is getting open looks and open shots, and 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 it's weirdly Atlanta. Atlanta's been in some conference wars. I mean, like these guys, a lot of these guys have actually been in in playoffs. Now they have been to their conference finals, but but I wouldn't be surprised at all if this is a team that like makes. I mean, would you be surprised if Atlanta makes the conference finals? No, I wouldn't be surprised if they make the conference finals. They're a good team, and they're a team that, in their present state, it, with Horford, <laughs> is such a tough for, game for seven series, seven game series because. They work you every game, and they make you work so hard on every possession because they have so many guys who can shoot that they're going to do that. Yeah, they, they play defense, they shoot, they play inside, they play outside. I mean, it's it's a really well. It's like uh, yeah, I mean, what do they call it? They're Spurs East, basically. You know, it's it's they've got that Spurs coaching staff, and and it's a really interesting build. I mean, I think my, my one thing with them is like they they're kind of like they're a little bit undersized. Uh, but the the weird thing is they can they can kind of get away with it in the in the in the in the East. I think I have a team in mind that would be the tough I, the toughest matchup for them in the East is is clearly uh, Chicago. Chicago's Chicago's their, their the team that they don't want to see. But again, it's a hundred percent healthy Chicago. So I mean, you know, I, I was jokingly saying that like you know when the finals are in Memphis, all the pre- the press corps is going to love it. The food's going to be awesome. The ratings are going to be terrible. Yeah, that would that would certainly be fun. The other the other team that would pose problems for them, just with their athleticism and everything else, would be the Wizards. I think that a Wizards Hawk series would be really really strange but fun. It would be it would be fun. But here's the thing: the coaching the coaching mismatch in that series is kind of insane. I I do think that Atlanta has a really good coach. And so Atlanta would be playing all the smart basketball, and and like it would be kind of a bizarro uh, Spurs Thunder series in a way because <laughs> because you know the Wizards have like are, are probably have the more have the more talented team, but like but 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 the but the but the Hawks are probably going to be the smart the smarter team, and, and and yes, we are talking about the Hawks and the Wizards as a as as a I think tell me if you agree with this. I think the Hawks and the Wizards are probably the most likely Eastern Conference Final right now. I'd have Cleveland. Uh, I think Cleveland's still the most likely team to make it, <laughs> despite what happened today. But you can make an argument. I, I would. I still have Cleveland and Chicago one two. But is, those are the top four. The problem is Cleveland is currently constructed can't cover anybody on the wing, right? And and and, and the problem with that is like and and, and and the Hawks did this without Jeff T. It's like you know how they say styles make fights. So Atlanta is a really bad matchup for Cleveland because Cleveland can't cover anybody on the wing. 
right? And 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 whereas like my whereas the Wizards will will do stupid things on offense and not run the plays they need to, the the Hawks will basically run like run run horns to death, right? They will they will run things on the perimeter and run action on the perimeter and get as many threes as they want and they will just kill the Cavs. Which actually which is interesting is like if I think the the, the Hawks are a bad matchup for the cap for the Cavs, I think the Spurs or the Warriors are a terrible matchup for the Cavs. I I, I don't see how the Cavs could win the finals against any of the Western teams they might see. I think the logic is that they'll be better defensively. I think we've seen that teams can can improve on that end. Obviously, LeBron doesn't appear to be what he was. Well, we'll move on. Fourth team that got the most talk in the preseason, and you and I have just talked plenty about them, Cleveland Cavaliers. I still have them number one. You have them probably third as most likely Eastern Conference Finals team in the East. Yeah, I think again. I think we saw what the problem is. I, I I think in a series, you know, if you're giving me kind of a blind pick, you know, the Cavs against the Hawks or the Cavs against the Wizards, man, I have to think about it. I mean, would you would you feel comfortable like picking the Cavs over the Hawks or was or the Wizards in a playoff series? I'd feel comfortable Com- having them over the Wizards. I wouldn't have any real hesitation there. Hawks would be tough, but I think they would win it. And the other factor, you and I have talked about this a lot, is officiating. I think that the Cavs will get every call on the planet in the playoffs against a team like the Hawks. That's true. I mean, I think uh, I think the Wizards. I mean, God. I mean, I think the Wizards. I mean, like how how healthy? I mean, like are we getting are we getting like healthy KG? Sorry, a healthy Pierce, or are we getting zombie K or, or like zombie Pierce? I mean, that that's because Pierce can like take LeBron out of a series. And then it's down to like I mean I think that if it's down to like Wall versus Wall and Beal and everybody else against like Kyrie Irving and Kevin Love then then I have the Wizards I wouldn't feel comfortable with the Cavs over either of those teams so that's like and right now you're throwing rookie coach you're you have Kevin Love and Kyrie Irving who haven't played a single playoff game ever you're comparing and, rookie coach to Randy Whitman I take rookie coach any day. Well, I mean, like I'm saying, functionally, like Paul Pierce is the coach on the team, or like what's a, what's his, what's his assistant? Is that assistant between between his head assistant, which there's a defensive coach on that team who's who's good. Uh, God, I'm saying that like with Pierce, that that kind of counteracts that a little bit. There's some vets on that team that can kind of keep that. So I mean, I, I yeah, I mean, right now the the Cavs need to make a trade desperately. It is, and I think I tweeted this, which is. The Cavs are the teams that it makes the most sense for them to go out and get Lance because they they need exact everything that Lance does is exactly what the Cavs need, right? And they they have enough strong person. This is I mean this is und- this is like LeBron's team and LeBron's like again does would LeBron want to play with 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 Lance? But I mean he this this is the trade that makes the most sense. Like swapping like uh, waiters and his craziness for like Lance and his craziness because like he, what 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 Lance brings to the table is critical to this team. Like he would be he would be their best wing defender. Like then then you can have something like have him and Marion and, and, and like be decent. And again, I I think I mentioned Biombo and I think if you do that and and you, and you manage to get Charlotte throwing Biombo, then that gives you kind of an, like you know gives you Lance and an extra big. To, because Anderson Barajal will get injured at some point this season. That makes sense. I mean, the, the Cavs are a move away to me right now. I'll agree that they're a move away. I don't think that move is Lance Stevenson, though you make some good points. I just think the personality issue, and I think the fact that 
Lance wants the ball in offense. And to me, what the Cavs should do is that other than crunch time and starting games, they should stagger their stars a little bit, give Kevin Love well, some mean, time to shine, give Kyrie some time to shine. I would never rather have Lance as the alpha and the omega than either of those guys. Yeah, the, you know who the best guy would be for this? For the Probably the best guy would be somebody like Avery Bradley, but, but I think Avery Bradley's not eligible to be traded right now. They need somebody who is a killer, a killer on-ball defender who does not care about thinking? Actually, Rajon Rondo would make sense, but Courtney I don't think, Lee. Courtney, but, but you're not getting Courtney Lee. Court, like Cleveland is not. It's like Memphis is not trading Courtney Lee. I, I, I was I, I did a crazy trade last night where I basically like I was trying to get Boogie Cousins to the Spurs, and 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 the way I made it work was I gave Danny Green to the Cavs. So it was like Danny Green to the Cavs, Waiters to the Sacramento, Rondo to Sacramento, and then like I moved some stuff around, but. But Danny Green would be perfect for the Cavs. Somebody like you need somebody like that who is a guy who who will defend, does not need to have the ball in his hand, and will take corner threes. That is the perfect player. Like Jimmy Butler, Danny Green. That's what they need. And you know Rondo would be good. But I, as I said, I don't think I don't think the Celtics are trading Rondo to the Cavs. And I don't think the actually let me th- let me see this. Can the Cavs? I don't think Cavs have enough salary to do that unless they're willing to give up Mike Miller and Brendan Haywood. While we're talking about that, let me throw my full support behind DeMarcus Cousins getting becoming a member of the Spurs. I think that would be phenomenal. Well, I mean, yeah, some, some weird stuff would have to happen for that to take place, right? But but again, I was I was like I was I was somebody was asking requests and I was like, Well, so you let me see if I can do it. So I could I could theoretically get something that would have a five percent chance of happening, right? But but not necessarily. So I think actually, I think I just made a trade where I got Rajon Rondo to the Cavs. Hold on. But so you would think you theoretically play Rondo Kyrie backcourt? Yeah, you can you can play Kyrie. You can play Kyrie at two. Kyrie can shoot. You Kyrie can also can Avery Bradley can be traded. He just has the he just has the average value of his of his years. He would probably actually average out to a pretty similar amount to to Rondo right now. I'd have to run the numbers on it, but it shouldn't be that far away. I think they could get Avery. But I think that Danny would rather keep Avery in some ways because he's locked up. Yeah, Rondo, Rondo would be the better fit in the sense that because what you're trying to get is you're trying to get – because he's perfect. You, you want a guy who's not ball dom. If you've got LeBron James, Kyrie Irving, and Kevin Love, you want a point guard who is not ball dominant. And Rajon Rondo would love to be with those three guys. I think he would Rondo's never more shoot. ball dominant than, than Bradley. I actually think Bradley's a better fit, but it's a close yeah, but, call. But he would, never, he would never have to shoot. Which is perfect. I mean, that's perfect for Rajon Rondo. He, he just doesn't want to shoot. I, I, can't get, I can't quite get the salaries to work. But, I mean, again, I, I think that they have to move Deion Waiters, right? They, they, it just has to happen. And it may be something where, like, they have to move Waiters and Haywood and Miller and, and get some help from Philly. But, but they need to move him. And, ideally, the situation for the Cavs is I'd like to have an extra big and I'd like to have... An, an extra guard, right? And, and maybe, and, and, and as I said, that may be something I, I would rather have Kyrie playing off the ball. It's the same thing I say for Russell Westbrook, but, but the difference here is actually, I think Kyrie is a better shooter than, than Russ, right? So, I, I mean, I, I would rather have him uh, like wreak havoc like that than as opposed to like being the primary ball handler. Because the other thing is like having him be the primary ball handler, get to a situation where where he's he, he has the opportunity to make bad decisions, right? So I can I'd, I'd rather take some of that load off and just you know focus on being like a scorer, right? And we'll run plays for you. I'm, what do you I'm think? I'm shocked you didn't mention Michael K. Gilchrist, another guy you like, another guy on Charlotte. I think that would be a guy who if you could put <laughs> together some assets to make it happen. 
Yeah. I also think that the waiter's Kemba backcourt, as you mentioned, would make some strange sense because Charlotte doesn't have any offense. We talked about that on the Charlotte part of yeah, the podcast. I, I talk the waiters is the key piece of her, if if I'm moving that. The problem is like if I'm doing that trade, right? So if I'm doing that trade and I'm Cleveland, I'd rather have Biombo than so like if I'm making if I have a, I'm making a Charlotte Cleveland trade. I'd rather have Biombo than Kid Gilbert because I do actually I I would I need some I desperately need some Anderson Barajal insurance right that that's because I need I need a backup center because if 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 Anderson Barajal goes down then I'm playing Kevin Love at center or Brendan Haywood at center and, and I'm I'm not winning the title that way. We agree on that. I think that's a big weakness for them. But I, I think that's enough on the Cavs. We'll move on to the team that won the game tonight, Memphis Grizzlies. They're obviously incredibly good at basketball. The grit and grind. I mean, I, I, as I said, I think they, they I mean, like I said, a, one bounce of a basketball and maybe they win the title last year. I mean, uh, that's, that's how good I thought they were last year. And they just had some bad luck and they lost that, that, that Thunder series. But they're, they're back. I think they're better than they were last year. I like the players that they added. I mean, I love I love their draft. I mean, I don't think that. I mean, right now they're. I'm looking at the roster. I mean, I don't I don't see a weakness there. Like I, I mean, the one thing I would say that I would maybe like is I'd like to have an extra shooter. So I mean, the the player I would I'd be targeting or but you can wait a while for it. It's like I might like Kevin Martin for this team. If I could get like uh, I could trade uh, Tayshawn, like Tayshawn's expiring for Kevin Martin, and 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 Minnesota might definitely do that. Then then I'm basically thinking, what would you think about that? Like moving uh, for Kevin Martin for this team? I think he would be a good addition. And what I was going to say is their weakness is that they don't have any swingman that has real gravity. Courtney Lee can play offense better than the guys they have, but he doesn't have gravity. And if they could get somebody like that, obviously the prototype would be a guy like Kyle Korver. Atlanta's not going to like Kyle Korver. But you're, no, you're not getting, you're, you're not you're not getting, getting Kyle Korver, but that's the archetype. You know, you're looking for a guy who other teams have to pay attention to, and you have so much defensive talent on that team that you can get that guy. I bet they wish that McDermott had turned into that guy because he would have been a good fit. But yeah. you just yeah, need Tayshaun. somebody who, if they're open, they can do it. And Tayshon, you're right that Tayshon's contract is a great way to get that done because they can add a piece with that and do it. If Chase Budinger wasn't so bad, that would be an interesting fit too. They're on the same team. They just need somebody with gravity and they need to pray that some teams get knocked out early. Moro would have been a nice fit for them, but Moro is on Oklahoma City. They're not going to let him go. So, Tayshawn works straight up for Kevin Martin or Tayshawn works straight up for Wilson Chandler? What about Aaron Aflalo if Memphis gives up some assets? But wouldn't you uh, wouldn't a follow make the most sense of those three? Yeah, a follow would make the most sense if you're thinking you're getting like like a couple years ago. Like, do you think Denver straight? You think Denver just gives up a follow? I mean, I think Memphis would have to throw in a pick. Yeah, I right? think Memphis but, would have to throw in an asset, but I think that would be worth it if it was more of a distant asset. I don't know exactly who it would be, yeah, but like Jarnell, do you think Jarnell Stokes is ever going to be a pivotal part as much as you like him as a player? No, I mean I think I think the other thing about about Memphis, Memphis is they can just kind of wait around and see if their rookie develops. I, I like Jordan Adams, so I mean like even like again I would. This is the thing. It's like, what are you trying to do if you're Memphis? You're trying to win the title, so you'd like what? I mean, is one more shooter enough? To, I mean, I do think that one more shooter would be key when playing San Antonio. Right, so 
Although, I mean, they, they didn't win, but like, again, San Antonio was missing their best defender and their best player, but was the same person, Kyle Leonard. But, but yeah, I mean, I'd like, I, I think there's a team, I wish, I mean, they, I think Mike Miller was actually really good for this team. And so I'm basically trying to see how can I replace Mike Miller, right? And I think like Kevin Martin, just, uh, just sit there in the corner and shoot threes, right? We, we just need you to get passes from Mark and Sack and hit threes. And I think, or, or Mike Conley and just hit threes. And I think that would be really useful for them, particularly off the bench. Yeah, he also right, so, wor- he also works as a secondary ball handler, which is a very useful thing for Memphis because they need that kind of talent. And Memphis, they're a really good team. I was going to ask you, assuming they retain Marcus Gasol, of the next three years, what season do you think, ignoring all other teams, do you think they would be have the best chance to win the title? I think this is the I think this is the year because I I and I and, and I was actually down on this team uh, before the season and it's because Allen and Randolph are getting older right so so, so you're not getting peak Tony Allen and peak Randolph right now but you're getting enough from them and I would worry that it's going to tail off so I mean I think this is the year they they made the conference finals two years ago they they probably honestly last year. I mean, I honestly, I, I mean, I still think they had a great shot of winning the title last year. <clears throat> they just had some bad luck. Had they been in the West, they make. Had they had Memphis been in the East, they walked to the uh, like. You know, they beat Miami. They walked to the finals if they're in the East last year, right? So, and, and we get Memphis, San Antonio in the finals, right? So, I think this is the best year because I think. I mean, I think San Antonio. It, it's a grind for you to to to, to repeat. And San Antonio's like failed at that grind before. Uh, I mean, I, I like San Antonio, but I, I understand that. Uh, and they're a little banged up. I think the Thunder are banged up. I think the Warriors aren't ready. I think Portland isn't ready. I think Houston, as much as I think they matured, they still kind of. I, I still think Houston is, is one painful, one more painful playoff loss from being quite ready. And I think they. I mean, again, Houston is trying to make a move because I think Maury kind of understands that. But I think I think Memphis is the team that has the look and has the assets and has everything. The one thing I'd be looking to refine is I need one more shooter. It's like actually, you know, if, if I'm Ray Allen and I want more, one more ring, this is the team I go to. You can definitely. Wow. Yeah. I'd be. There's certainly something to be said for that. Ray, but Ray at the be, same time, Ray wouldn't Ray wouldn't it be also a consideration for him to push a Western Conference team over the top? Whether you're talking about that being Cleveland or whether that be playing with his old teammate Paul Pierce in Washington. Yeah, I mean, I think I think Ray Ray is is an interesting figure. As I said, I mean, I think that the move for them, I like the Kevin Martin trade. I like Kevin Martin. I, Kevin Martin has a I think it's a <clears throat> Kevin Martin has a 3-year 7 million. He has a 7 million per year 3 like a it's a it's a it's a 318 deal, right? Which makes absolutely zero sense for Minnesota, but it's it, it's ridiculously cheap for Memphis. Right, so it's like, do you think you're getting value out of him for the next three years? And I think, yeah. I mean, it, what am I? I need, I need a guy who's coming off the bench to shoot. And am I willing to pay seven million dollars for the next three years to do that? Yeah, hell yeah. And and so I think that's why I think that's the best fit. I actually, whereas like typically, like no, I want a short. No, no. In this case, having that length is good, right? Particularly for this team. I agree with all that. You want to hear my favorite hypo? I just thought of this. My favorite hypo in a long time, other than Lance for Perkins. Yeah. So Ray Allen joins his teammate Paul Pierce in Washington, and then after the deadline, because they're out of it, Kevin Garnett engineers a buyout and also goes to Washington. 
or they they can make a move with Nene or somebody else. No, I'm just they, saying yeah. they reunite the big three. Yeah, they could. Washington can do that. Washington, and I think they they've got the pieces to do that. Yeah, I know that that definitely works. That that would be kind of interesting. That would be really interesting, because definitely then that becomes so. I mean that that makes a Cleveland Washington series like insane. Because Cleveland and Washington already don't like each other, and you throw in the the big three who don't like LeBron, so that would be really interesting. The thing is, so who makes the call? Like, so the, the, does Pierce call uh, Ray or Ray call Pierce? I don't think it really matters. They do it either way. You know them better than I do. Well, the, 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 the you know the, the, the relations are a bit salty, right? So I, I think that yeah that, that that would happen, but that that would be that would be kind of cool uh, because and again I think the the issue I, I mean I think Ray. Rage is coming on to make big shots, and, and it, could you imagine the second unit on that team? Then the second unit would be uh, Old Man Miller, Ray Pierce, KG, and Drew Gooden. Or you're one of your favorites, Dewan Blair. No, no, no. But I, I'm talking about like the old man unit. You could have like the like the the old like the old man and the C unit go out for that for that for that Washington team. Nene looks pretty old right now, so if they could keep him, that would count. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's old, but he's not. He's not Drew Gooden and Kevin Garnett. I mean, Jesus Christ! Then, then you, you just might like have to call Reggie and 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 and, and Rashid to come out of retirement. Yeah, I completely co-sign on that. <laughs> but that, that, well, that, the last team that I think has uh, that we haven't talked about that is a logical Kevin Garnett location is the number two team, and that's the Los Angeles Clippers. I think that if he gets bought out, that's another completely logical destination for him. So okay, so given the current roster that the, Cl- the 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 Clippers have, right, in a playoff series in the West, who do you have them over? Definitely Portland. We already talked about that. Definitely other, Portland. Other than Portland, no one. Yeah, because I, I have them seventh. Yeah, the the problem is like so they they've got Paul and Griffin and Jordan, and who is their backup big right now? With Hall's out, Glenn Big Baby Davis. Oh, one of my favorite players. One of uh, I, Big Baby is 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 terrible. He 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 is terrible. If you are relying on Big Baby in crunch time minutes in the playoffs, you and you're a fan of a team, you're you're gonna you're not gonna be very happy about this. Like Hito Turkulu might actually be the best the best backup big right now. It's uh, like Doc as the GM has not been good, and, it, and it's really sad because you know he's got some he's got three great players, but like everything else on this roster is 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 kind of sad. So yeah, I mean, it, going out and getting KD makes sense, particularly like if he's replacing Big Baby. And I think the the, the bomb is like, so who are you moving to get uh, KG? And I was no looking one. at this. You're you're getting him when he gets bought out. So you you're assuming you're playing poker that he's going to get bought out and he's going to come. Uh, well, he lives in L.A., so it does actually make some 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 perverse sort of sense. But even okay, so even if you add KG to this team, so so okay, so you've got KG on this team. Who are you beating with hmm. KG? That I don't. Are think you beating? I don't think that pulls them over the Warriors, the Spurs, the Rockets. Are you beating Houston? Are you beating Houston? No. I, I think you're beating Dallas. Maybe I like. I don't. Beating, I don't like Dallas as much. Are you beating Dallas? Really? Maybe it's a it's a call. It, I mean, I love Rick Carlisle. It would be it would be a dogfight. I think that's a fifty one forty nine series, but I could see the Clippers winning it, God, especially I, with home court, which they would have. Yeah, I think the Clippers need to get the one seed. That this is they need to get the one seed, and they need to get. You know, I, I, as I said, I like Paul Jordan, Griffin Crawford. And they need to figure out, like, you know, Farmer might be another piece for them, and they need to get another big, right? And I thought Hawes might be it, but he, but he's out and he's hurt. 
and Big Baby definitely isn't it. So, and and maybe they need to figure out like maybe they need to shut Barnes down so he can get healthy because he he, he doesn't look healthy right now, right? So uh, they they need something, right? As you say, like, somebody needs to get bought out and get on this team. I don't trust them to 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 win that. They need to get the one seed, and 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 they need to 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 get really lucky, right? Because I, again, I, do you think? Okay, so so the Warriors almost beat them in the playoffs last year, right? So, are the Warriors better than they were last year? And the answer is yes. And 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 they and, didn't have they, Andrew Bogut. Yeah, and they didn't have Andrew Bogut. So I think the Warriors. Are, I think the Warriors. If we, if we play, the Warriors play the Clippers in a playoff series. I think the Warriors win eight times right now because that's how big the the, the gap is. And I mean, I don't think they're beating. As I said, we think they beat Portland, but but they need to do something. So as strong as this team is right now for the regular season, I don't like them for the playoffs. And, and, and I don't know how they exactly fix it. I don't know how they fix it either. I think they're going to have to get lucky with buyouts. And it's a little bit sad because they have so much high-end talent, but part of it's that they've whiffed on a bunch of draft picks. Part of it's that they gave up Eric Bledsoe for what I would call a largely tepid return. I mean, obviously J.J. Reddick's been fine, but I think they could have done that differently. But... That is do what you, it is, you know. Do you, do you try to move your Jordan or Griffin? I don't think you do. I don't think you try to move Jordan unless he gives you indications that he's not going to resign. Because what something people forget is that he is an unrestricted free agent this year, so he can do or this coming summer. So if he thinks he's going to leave or he says he's going to leave, then you have to consider it. But otherwise, I think you have to roll with it unless somebody gives you a ridiculous offer. So what the, if he, guy, the guy who I would most consider trading, and this is ludicrous because I've said he's the best point guard in the league up until this year, is Chris Paul. Yeah, would you do? Would you do Griffin and Crawford for Anthony Davis? Of course, I would trade almost anybody on the planet for Anthony Davis. Yeah, it's. I'm trying to think. It's like so. So before it's like so. It's like who am I moving? Who am I moving? Would you do? Would you consider a? I'm trying to think how that, how this would work. So would you consider some sort of swap? With, say, maybe Miami? I don't think Miami has anybody better than what the Clippers have. To me, if you're moving a guy like Paul or Griffin, you're moving them to get younger. You understand that your window is not now. Your window is a couple of years from now. That's the logic behind it. Or you're getting a Herschel Walker offer. You know, you're getting that crazy value. But I just don't would see you it do, Would you do Paul for Lillard, Matthews, and, and Batum? I would, yeah, because I think that fits in more with their window, but I don't think Portland does that. I think Portland isn't willing to give up a guy like Damian Lillard, who is incredibly popular and on a team-friendly contract. That's the problem with Chris Paul, is you're looking for a team that, with him, would be a title contender now, but has the young talent to make it worthwhile on your end, and that's really hard. It's certainly possible if you really think about it, but it's going to be a really tough sell. Yeah, no, I, I I I agree with that. I mean, like, would you do would you do Chris Paul for like Ray John Rondo and like Rondo and Green and maybe a couple other pieces, maybe Bradley and I'll cut you uh, off. Picks? No, no, there. I don't think of anything that Boston has that I would trade for Chris Paul. Yeah, I mean, you're you're running into this weird situation with him where the teams that could get. I mean, it's, so you're looking at it and you're saying, okay, who has who has an incentive to win right now? Would you do Paul for Westbrook as 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 the primaries with other players around it? Not if I'm Oklahoma City, no. No, I I I, I agree with that. Uh, would you do Powell for Curry? Absolutely not. As principles, no. I that, that, that's the problem. It's like 
So I mean, th- then you then you're thinking, okay, so so we're doing Blake. So but what are we doing for? So would you do Blake for Lee and 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 Iguodala and maybe Harrison Barnes or something like that? Of course, I think I think that's an easy an easy trade. Yeah, I think I think I think Griffin is 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 is, is the more interesting play. But I mean, I don't. Would Golden State? So you think Golden State does that? Like, so Golden for, for State, that small of a return, sure. If they have to give up a core piece, probably not. Like, if if you're saying they have to involve Clay Thompson, then you're getting into the Kevin Love problem all over again. Yeah, but would they do it for Blake and not Kevin? I don't think they see the difference and, and as they, being and, that great. And would they do it for somebody in their division? That's that's the other kind of. Yeah, I mean, I don't see like a Clay, like a like the Warriors and the Clippers kind of making a trade. That's no. That's that's an that's an in division trade. So that's, that's the problem with like with the East being so weak and the the West being so strong that that if you're a Western team and you need to kind of make a move, then then who are you making the move with? Like so so what am I am I am I calling Brooklyn seeing if like you know I can get him to pitch me like Joe Johnson or something? Uh, he, here's what I think would be the most interesting team for him. It's the team that should have drafted Chris Paul in the first place. Atlanta. Atlanta is a team that has a bunch of kind of interesting guys. You would probably include Al Horford in the deal, which you could say Atlanta would ball cap, but that makes them, if you say that Chris Paul and, and Al Horford are the principals, but then you have other young talent, maybe Dennis Schroeder, guys like that, going back, I think that totally changes the tenor of Atlanta and would make them an immediate contender to win the East. Maybe not a title contender, but I think Atlanta might be the most logical destination. Yeah, but what is Atlanta sending the Clippers back? Horford, Schroeder, maybe Damari Carroll. I mean, I don't think they. I mean, I don't think they give up Kyle Korver. I think Korver's an. Imp- I don't think that's enough. I'm actually looking at this. Horford, like, Horford has another year. He's a good player. Yeah. I think he'd be happy to be in L.A. And then the other thing that doing Horford opens up is the possibility of trading DeAndre. So but then you're playing, sitting there. The, yeah, I mean, I think that the issue is like. The easiest trade is to move DeAndre, but what are you getting back for him? So, so actually, actually, wait, actually, I have a trade idea. Hold on, hold on. There's there's an obvious trade idea for this, and Doc might actually do this, which is it's calling Brooklyn, and that's it's it's DeAndre for it's like DeAndre for Brook, and actually, well, that doesn't work. That's not enough money. I'd have to throw in somebody else if I do that, so maybe Spencer Hawes. Well, that leads into the huge point that is is a problem for trading either Chris Paul or Blake Griffin is that none of the major market teams, other than the Clippers, who obviously can't trade for those guys, have the talent to make that kind of the move that the Knicks made, let's say, for Carmelo, where they traded away way too many assets and, and did a really bad decision. Those teams don't have the assets to make a Carmelo trade right now. Yeah, is is the best move to see if like the Knicks buy out Amari and or somebody and like or like I think yeah I think KG or Amari or somebody getting bought out and, and winding up on the Clippers. The problem is like so so KG gets bought out. Like why is it like why would you go to the Clippers as opposed to going to Washington or Chicago or or San Antonio? Com- comfort, comfort with Doc Rivers. Comfort with LA. Uh, the fact that he thinks he can put them over the top and rather than being a spare part. But, but I don't know K- what motivates KG. Wouldn't KG go to maybe Chicago or or wouldn't Chicago? I think or, he'd go to Washington over Chicago. Yeah, I think Washington. I think he. I think he goes to play with Paul. I mean, I think he. He. he I think if KG's going somewhere, it's either he goes to play with Paul with Paul Pierce or he goes back to Boston. I think those are the two things that 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 that, that are probably. 
Like I could totally the see Clippers him going too. back. I, I think the Clippers yeah, are going to Boston. I could totally see him going to Boston with that particular and just say, look, we're going to make the playoffs, and and this is my team, and having one final run. I mean, it, this is this is who KG is, and the fans would love him. So we can all uh, it, we can all agree that he won't go to Cleveland. He he's not he he will not play with LeBron. He would, actually he would make great sense for them, but he's not playing with LeBron. Although we we saw Ray play with LeBron, so we so like seeing so that that'd be interesting. If we if we get what if we got Ray and KG playing with the Cavs this year, going against Paul Pierce on the, and the Wizards <laughs> in the playoffs. Oh, can you imagine just the the cross division and oh. city rivalry with that? But yeah. we'll, we'll move on to the numero uno, the team that I am closest to right now, the Golden State Warriors. They're really really good. So, and we talked about this. We've talked about the Warriors at length. I, I think the Warriors, the Warriors are a great team. I think the Warriors. I think the caveat for me, and and I've been mentioning this, is like nobody on this team has actually played in the conference finals. And historically, they they remind me a bit of the that was it the ninety like the early like great Blazers teams like ninety eighty nine, where like you know you, you they have to go through it now. And 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 I think and again. And it's one of those teams that, that they have an argument that if, if Bogut doesn't go down, maybe they make the finals last year, or at least they make the conference finals last year. They were that good. Uh, they're better coached this year. They're they're consistent. And I think and as I, I think they, they have a an obvious move to make, right? So they've got they've got to move and you and I were talking about this, they need to move either David Lee or Iguodala or both, right? And the nice part is because of the way they've been playing and the way the roster's been playing, they don't need either one of those two players right now. Well, I mean, I think Iggy more than than David Lee, but they have a move to make. They could they could definitely go out. We, we've been talking about KG. They could go out and get, get KG. They could go out and get Lance. They could go out and get KG and Lance, right? They they can go out and get some players. Uh, to add and 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 it's the same situation. I'd like for them to maybe add one more piece. Uh, I think they're they're they, they they have a real shot at being the number one seed. They have a real shot at making the conference finals. I would like for them to have one more piece, one veteran piece to add to this roster to get them over the top. I mean, do, do you agree with that assessment? Absolutely, I agree with that assessment. And the other component with David Lee is, yeah, he'd be really nice to have, but he's non-essential. And so, if you can get a team that thinks of him as an asset. Then you take that and you enjoy it and you're happy with it and you do that. If you have to keep him, sure, you can do that. And then you probably, unless you want to pay the luxury tax, are going to move him this coming summer. I don't think that's a huge hurdle, especially if they do smoothing and the cap goes up more than expected. But the Warriors have the challenge that they have to be healthy. We talked about it with the Bulls. We've talked about it with the Warriors last year. That was the reason that, in particular, you were lower on them early in the season when it looked like they were, you know, they were playing pretty well. Is that they have to be healthy? Curry and Bogut need to be there. As great as Steve Kerr has been as a coach, those guys are non-negotiable at least right now, and that's really all they need to focus on. To me, that de- defining success in the regular season for me with the Golden State Warriors is one making the playoffs, which they're going to do. That's pretty much yeah. fait accompli. Second part is starting the playoffs with those two guys healthy. That's that's all that matters. Everything else, everything else is window dressing. Seed is window dressing. Having the best record, anything like that. Those two guys being healthy is all that matters. 
Yeah, which is why I was uh, I was pitching trades like having them move Lee and Iguodala for for KG and and Lopez. They 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 do need like if I'm moving Lee and and maybe Iguodala, I want insurance. I want big insurance, right? Because right now, as I said, like if what happens last year, which is like you lose Bogut, then you know you, you you're relying on what Festus Sealy. I think it was Jermaine O'Neal last year. Jermaine Jermaine was the guy who was backing yeah, up. Yeah, Festus uh, missed the whole season. Yeah, so it's it's they need they need one more big as insurance on this team, and 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 they need and and there I mean I, they don't need they don't need Lee has been is a very good offensive player but not a very good defensive player, and this has been famously proven before. And 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 what they need is they need a they need somebody who's a plus defender or plus rim protector is is the piece that they need to 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 get them to that to to to, to get them consistently to give them some insurance in case something happens because i think if they have that piece even if they lose bogart for some part of the season or the playoffs they can still kind of make a run of the title i don't know that they can win the title this year but i think they can they can make some real noise in the playoffs right and and, and it, it because i mean i think they, they've had some playoff experience right it isn't like they're coming in so they're like and i was saying like portland's like the junior version of the warriors i actually think the warriors are a little more mature than portland but it's the same problem it's like i'd like for them to get another experienced playoff piece so so in, in in this case i don't you know if they got ray allen ray allen wouldn't be really useful to them right but somebody like but kg somebody like like you, you need a big would you would you take uh Kirilenko if you get him yeah, I think you take him, but I also think that would open up the door for making a move to move David Lee because you play Kirilenko as a 3-4, and that gives you another guy with Harrison Barnes and Draymond Green to do that. The other thing that I want to mention, we've talked about how the Warriors need to get better and all that. This is such a fun team to watch, and I've felt happy that I've been able to appreciate it for what it is and not always get sucked into, oh, can they win the title? Because this team is playing so well, and they're doing an incredible job now, and I don't want to lose the lose the forest or the trees with that. So would you do, and I think I've, I asked you this before, would you do David Lee for Kendrick Perkins, and I think I would have to throw in Jeremy Lamb in that case. I would do David Lee for almost any expiring contract, because that gets them, that solves the Draymond Green trap, and Kendrick Perkins is good insurance. Yeah, I would do that. I don't think that... Oklahoma City does that with or really? without Lamb. Yeah, I don't think so. Yeah, they, they would have to get another center for for them to be able to do that. Because well, I mean, yeah, Perkins actually, I I I'm less down on Perkins than I was because, as I said, I mean, I think like based on the numbers that you know, and I, I've been doing a little more 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 integrated numbers, and since like he is a good defender, right? Again, he is terrible at offense. But if I'm looking for somebody to be a backup rim protector on a team that has a ridiculous amount of offensive weapons, then he works. And I think, like for Golden State, like you know, just you know, Kendrick, just stand there. Just you don't need to take any shots. Just just make sure you put the ball back if, if it comes close. And I think he can actually do that. Uh, yeah. I, and again, I think the challenge for this team right now is they've got a bullet, right? So if they make the right move with that bullet, then they have a real shot at winning the title. But but again, the the, the 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 thing is they have to have enough they have to have enough to win and beat Memphis and beat San Antonio and I think that's going to be the challenge I think actually I think I would if it if they were playing OKC I would I think I like this team over OKC I think it would be a war I think it'd be a fantastic series I think I think this Warriors team right now is better than OKC do, do, what do you think about that 
Man, that would be such a fun series, and I'm excited because that game is happening tomorrow on Thursday at Oracle, and I'm covering it. But it that would be a, a really tough series. And the other thing, you and I have talked about it a lot, is I think that there would be a material coaching advantage for the Warriors. Yeah, I think I think they would. I think they're better than any team that I would have in the playoffs. Except I think there's two teams they have to worry about. I think I think they can I think they can beat. Portland, I think they can beat Houston. I think they can beat OKC. Even though I think that's that's almost even up, I think they can definitely beat the the Clippers. I think where become and I think they can definitely beat Dallas, right? Although I I think I think the the, the my most likely the scenario I like as a first rounder is Dallas Golden State with Golden State as the one seed and Dallas as the eight seed. I think that would be hilarious if if that's what actually happens, because that's that, that, that's that's the Dirk revenge series. I asked about that on Twitter and got back a surprisingly in, intense response from Mavs fans. So I'm sure there is still some animosity there. Yeah, I think I think nothing would make nothing would make Dirk and Mark and the Mavs happier than like basically in and then ruin and ruin and uh, having the the, the, the the Warriors have the one rec- one seed and then just ruin it for them. I think that that that, that. but but again, I, I think I think that would be a really fun round. So I, I I think I think by every right you should beat. That Dallas team. I think the, the teams you have to worry about are San Antonio and Memphis, right? I think those are the two teams where like the, the matchups get kind of iffy. I mean, because both those teams have like multiple wing defenders that can throw at the Warriors, and then it kind of becomes like, well, okay, can can the Warriors actually score in the post, right? And 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 that's the challenge in the San Antonio or Memphis series. I agree with all that. Uh, anything else you want to hit before we end this? No, I, I think it, it's been good. I think it's it's been a it's it's been a fun playoff year. Uh, sorry, uh, NBA year. Uh, I do wish that the NBA. Uh, I, I do think they need to do something in terms of balancing the playoffs out. We we talked about this in terms of the, the conferences because I think it's going to be a shame how many good teams are left at home. Like it's a shame that Anthony Davis is not going to get to play in the playoffs this year. It's a shame that Phoenix is not going to get in. So they could have a better product in the first round of the playoffs. Like the ideal situation for the NBA is the playoffs should all be like the first round in the West last year, and they're they're not going to be. Although I do think the East is going to be more interesting than it's been. It's going to be more interesting, but the other component of it, you talked about it with the first round. I think it has a major impact on the second round too, because we're going to see some serious top 10 teams knocked out in the first round. We might even see a top five team just because of the way the format works out. Yeah, I think there, there's going to be, there's going to be, actually, no, here's the thing, in the West, there's going to be two teams that are going to be knocked out in the first round that could feel, that could realistically win the title. Much like last year. I think I think last year, you know, the Warriors got knocked out and the, actually, the Warriors, the Rockets, and the Grizzlies got knocked out in the first round. And all three of those teams, if just slight things go differently, could have won the title last year. I mean, do you disagree with that? I mean, I think I think the Rockets could have won the title last year. I think the Grizzlies could have won the title. I think the Warriors could have won the title. With like, if, if a couple things go slightly different. So if Boga doesn't get hurt, if basically Lillard doesn't make that shot, or if any any of the weird things that happen, like one of those weird four-point plays that happen, doesn't happen, either one of those three teams could have advanced. And either one of those three teams could have won the title. Yeah, that's true, and the West got even stronger, I would say. So you're going to have an even more egregious example of that. But Which is, it, was one of those, it was one of those hilarious things where people were like, oh, no, the East got stronger and the, the balance. And I was like, you know, I was the one guy sitting in the corner saying, no, no, no. The, the East didn't get stronger. The West got stronger in the offseason, and the, 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 the disparity is going to be even worse. right? And actually, it's been surprising because a couple of teams have actually been better than we thought. I mean, I think Milwaukee 
has been a pleasant surprise, although they, they lost to Bari now, and, 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 and the Celtics have been competent, and uh, Indiana hasn't completely fallen apart. But, but, but yeah, I mean, the, the West is clearly the best conference, and, and there, are eight, there, are, there are eight teams in the West that could win the title. And, and that's not generally the case. I mean, I think, I, think, I think, what do you think the number is going to be for the eighth seed in terms of wins this year? What, what number would you pick? Oof, I think it's going to be over 50. Yeah, because it was lower when San, when Oklahoma, but I think Oklahoma is going to win something like fifty four games, and you know, uh, you know, it, it might be it might be Dallas with fifty one or fifty two wins, right? So or the, the Portland with Robin Lopez's injury, they might get high forties, low fifties, because they're going to miss him a lot. They won tonight, but they're going to miss him a lot. Yeah, it, it's it, it it's just not it's insane, and and but yeah, I mean that's that's what it is, and 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 you know the. 32 wins might get you in the East. God, it might. Uh, Well, thank you so much for taking time. We have a lot to look forward to, and thanks for helping look back. Yeah, it's been fun. Thanks again to Arturo Goletti for taking the time. It was a pleasure having him on. You can read him at boxscoregeeks.com, and you can follow him on Twitter at Arturo Goletti. That's A-R-T-U-R-O-G-A-L-L-E-T-T-I. It was great having him on, actually, in the time between when we recorded this on Wednesday and when I finished editing it on Friday. Not only did the Rondo and Corey Brewer trades happen, but I also recorded another podcast. So those of you who worked through this and want to hear more, you can listen to Matt Steinmetz and I talk about the Warriors and a lot of other stuff. That one will come out pretty soon. And if you haven't heard it yet, the first podcast in this series, so 16 to 30, was a lot of fun, too. I really enjoyed it. And we should have plenty more coming up before the new year. I want to try to crank some out before then because we're in a time that people have analysis and they have thoughts on it, but we're not so far that we need to get consumed by things like the awards and everything like that. So really looking forward to it. Hope Kevin Durant isn't out too long because I went to that game on Thursday and it was absolutely fabulous. The first half was maybe the best half of basketball I've ever seen in person. And those of you who know me know I've covered a lot of basketball. So Thank you so much for listening. If you have any insight, you can send it to me on Twitter at Danny LaRue, D-A-N-N-Y-L-E-R-O-U-X, or you can email daniel.larue at realgm.com. Appreciate the insight. We'll read it. We'll respond. Thanks again. Take care and make it a great day. When you don't go to Geico.com, car insurance can seem intense. Like breakup R and B intense. I thought you said you love a sweater that I got you. If you didn't, you could have told me. Geico makes it easy. Just go to Geico.com anytime to update or check your policy without all the extra drama. I even had a gift. Right